entertained? Are you not entertained? Is this not why you are here? Turn the music up, turn me down. Google. Let's go get him again. This time is for the money, my nigga. Brooklyn, stand up. Never been a nigga this good for this long, this hood. Or this pop, this hot, or this strong. With so many different flows, this one's for this. Ha ha, yeah. Ha ha, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> we're back. It's TBD to be determined. Once again, I want to give a shout out to Phil Yates for jumping on last week. It was a good joint. It was a good start to the show. Thousand percent. Cousin Yates. Cousin Yates definitely joined. Folks was like, yo, I didn't even know Phil knew that type of hoop stuff. I'm like, man, look, he ain't the only talent at ESPN that knows things outside of what they report on. So shout out to him. Literally. Um, you know, it was a wild week. <laughs> I would say, how's your week been? But I kind of know how it's been. It's been it's been insane. So many rumors swirling around, so many things happening in our world and government. It's just like, damn. It's been like yesterday, somebody said, I think somebody uh, tweet, uh, tweeted on Twitter, tweeted on Twitter that uh, <laughs> that uh, today felt like a long ass week. <laughs> <laughs> that today specifically or yesterday? Yeah, yesterday. Yesterday felt oh like. Oh my God, bro. Yesterday was the longest week of the year. <laughs> 100%. I mean, like, think about it though, bro. Like, wake up yesterday. You got the cloud of of what's going on in America over your head. Come eleven o'clock, you look on your phone. You're like, "Well, <laughs> a couple more hours from now, they're going finna, they finna, uh, you know, discuss debate. I don't know what the debate is, but they was finna discuss and debate if we're gonna get the president impeached again. <laughs> Not the first time, the second Not time. Not once, but twice. Goddamn it. Yeah. So you mean? <laughs> I guess if you happen to be playing a game when the first time that he was impeached and won a game, you're undefeated when that happens. But, you know, <laughs> there was a lot of teams yesterday that was undefeated <laughs> when the president gets impeached again because I don't know what the fucking debate was, but, you know, when you incite insurrection, <laughs> something has to be done. I and that wasn't even the biggest story of the day in our world. Which is it? Which is just the wildest part? Which is crazy time, because the timeline of yesterday damn near felt like a week. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like that's why I, I think that tweet was so applicable. It was just like, damn. Oh, it's, it's like heavy. I got a I got a TV over here, and I'm watching CNN and watching these clowns debate why things shouldn't happen the way that they did and what we can do. You know, unif unify everybody instead of. And then you got a timeline of watching the NBA Twitter world, which is the greatest Twitter space on the app. I think I think it's second greatest. I think Black Twitter is. I mean, Black Twitter, NBA Twitter, it's kind of the same thing. We influence it all. So yeah, that's that's fair, fair, fair assessment. You know, and like you're watching that timeline of things. It's like, damn, Rock is trying to grab Ben Simmons. 
I'm calling my pop. Yo, Ben Simmons finna be a, he finna be out of there. Don't trade that nigga, man. We need him. Next thing you know, he's in Brooklyn. Not Ben Simmons. No, no, no. Not Ben Simmons. No, no. James Harden's in Brooklyn. You know, it's finally happened. I know you feel some type of way about it, given your team was involved, but we got to get the particulars out of the way. Harden's on the nets. (laughs) Him in the second-round pick. Rockets get four firsts. Not one, not two, not three, but four. (laughs) Four pick swaps, which is nuts as well. Pacers get Karis LeVert by way of the Rockets who sent him to Indiana. Now the Rockets have John Wall, Victor Oladipo. You like that? Love it. Eh. Why do you not? What, what is the hand for? I mean, it's just like, like that whole team to me is the wounded warriors. Their starting five has, they must around have more missed games and play games over the last three years. I mean, that's fair to say. That's a fair assessment. But, I mean, that's a good haul back for what they got for a player that didn't want to be there. Exactly. So, new look lineup. I do do feel some type of way because, you know, granted it's a small sample size early in the season, but Christian Wood looked like he was going to become, like, you know, a not a top tier center, but a very, very serviceable player this year. Like he's putting up legit numbers. Was it because of Harden? We'll find out because he's no longer there. Now you have was it because of Harden Yates? Let's let's just be honest. We haven't heard Clint Capella's name since. What I'm saying is Christian Wood wasn't wasn't playing well just because of Harden. Like we we'll, I mean, he his biggest game, I think, happened when Harden didn't even play. So, like, what are, what are we really saying here? We can check that. By biggest game, you mean the 30-point join with the double-digit yeah, rebound? Yeah. yeah, I'm pretty sure Harden played in that joint. Did he? Yeah. He had a couple good games, but that's besides the point. It's a good roster for the flip. But what does this mean for your Eastern Conference? How do you feel about the deal? I mean, I think Brooklyn did what they felt that they needed to do. Um, You know, people are talking about whether or not this was a safety net for the Nets uh, because the whole Kyrie situation and what's going on with that. They're just kind of up in the air with that whole situation, not really knowing what's going on with him um, and when he's going to come back. And, you, you, you know. I mean, I guess when you really look at it, it looks like the Nets really gave away a lot. But, I mean, I, I think they gave away their future for sure. Like, this is the Nets telling us that we're going all in. We're in win-now mode. Um, and they want to go against Braun. And I think that's something – like, when you look at, obviously, the Sixers being in that conversation, I think that's something that the Sixers just weren't ready to pull the trigger on. And we'll get to that conversation later. But getting back to the Nets – I, I think that they're I think they made a solid move, you know, getting Katie and um and Kyrie just at the beginning of the season. And then now you're adding James Harden to the mix. I think that gives you a triple threat um that puts a lot of pressure on the Lakers and 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 that obviously puts a lot of pressure on the Bucks as well. Um we talked about Giannis 
um, a few weeks ago and, you know, how he struggled in the playoffs and will they be able to redeem themselves this year? It's looking like that's not going to happen because there's nowhere near that Bucks team has enough to com- to compete with the Nets. There's just not enough. Like the the Nets have a lot right now. And, yeah, you can say they lost some depth, which they did, and, and it is worrisome for me. But at the same time, they got they they got a special one of a kind type of player in James Harden, who's like nobody we've ever seen. And to see them all on the court is going to be insane. And I just don't know the the biggest question I do have, and this is my question for you, Yates. I don't know how you know shots are going to be divvied up, and and how guys are going to feel about not getting the ball in certain positions, and. Um, I mean, I know that Kyrie and Katie are pretty close and I know Katie and, and, and Hardner, you know, are cool. There's no grief between them two, but you know, when things on the floor start happening and there's issues, what happens with that? Does it all blow up in their face or are they able to find some cohesion? That's, I, I, that's yet to be, to be figured out yet for me. Well, I'll answer that in a second. We'll give you what I think the answer could be, but I don't think it was a, a, a security blanket move type of thing. They were trying to get hardened before Kyrie went ghost. Simple. <laughs> we wanted that guy. Now I do think the Spencer Dinwiddie injury pushed the deal further to the front of their thoughts than previously was because Prior to him getting hurt, they were rolling. They looked like, you know, for sure the deepest team in the league and for sure the best team in the East. You know, they was going to walk there. He gets hurt. Things get a little different. Rotations change. Fast forward to now. I think the fit is going to work. And this will be, you know, this is perfect because I wanted to ask you something about the trio itself, but I'll answer, I'll ask you in a second. I think the addition of James Harden to this team specifically is something that we probably will never see because of the way that this trio plays basketball. Kevin Durant's averaging 29 points right now. Three less shots than usual. (laughs) That's kind of impressive to me, especially coming off of what he came off of with the Achilles. He doesn't need to be a ball-dominant player to average 30. That's one. Two, Harden's going to have to play on ball. Put Kyrie off ball, and that, to me, alleviates a lot of issues. Got to put him off ball. Let him be the uber-aggressive scorer that he wants to be and not have to have the burden of creating for others. Like James Harden knew that because we saw James Harden and the initial Harden baby beard before he had the volume, he was coming off the bench, accepting the role of the facilitator and picking my spots to score. Only when he got to heart, only when he got to Houston to have his own team is when we saw him blossom into the player he is. He still plays that way. He's averaged 36.1 with about nine assists. He's done that. Why can't he do it now? It's not about I him. Think it, I think it works. I'm not saying it's it, he's a different. Are you talking player. about winning time? 
I'm talking about when, yeah, when winning time and he's a different player now, Yates. He's not that same kid who's in Oklahoma City who's who is cool with taking a backseat to KD. He's not that guy anymore. Yeah, now he's a player who has arrived. He knows he, he knows who he is and he knows what he wants now. He's the guy who turned down 50 million to win. I'm not going somewhere and bringing my ego with me if I want to win after turning down that much money. Yeah, I don't think that he would do that. And I don't I don't have James Harden down as a player who would put his ego in front of winning the game. He wants to win games. He doesn't do load management. He doesn't sit the fuck out. I'm here to hoop and can none of y'all guard me. He ain't going to be missing whether Kyrie there or not. Him and KD, they can win the East. Oh, yeah, for sure. I, I, I like that. I like that matchup a little a little bit better with Harden and KD running the show like that. I, I'm I'm here for that. I think that's an easy uh, transition. I think when you add Kyrie into that situation, it's gonna be KD being like you know how Steph was kind of the mediator between Draymond and uh, KD when they were in Golden State. I think that's the role that Katie's going to have on this Nets team when it's going to be like Kyrie, like, yo, like you heard him on the live. Yo, I want the ball in this spot. I want the ball here. I, I want this. I want that. And Harden going to be like, yo, bro, like that's not really it. Like I'm really good at this. I'm really good at that. I need to have the ball in this situation. And there's going to be some risk between them two. And it's going to be on Katie to be able to mend that shit and be able to be like, yo, we not having that shit. Yo, Kyrie, chill the fuck out. Let him go off, bro. We're going to handle it this way. You're going to get your shit. We all going to be cool. We're going to win and we're going to get the fuck out of here. Like, I don't feel I don't feel this whole narrative that Kyrie is all of a sudden this extreme nuisance who nobody's saying that it's but you're only bringing up that because of what they were talking about. I want the ball here. If me and you were talking about radio shit, I'm going to say, yeah, let me run the board because I do it better than you. I'm going to say, let me do this because I do it better than you. You're going to say, let me do this because I do it better than you. You have the confidence in yourself. Of course, that conversation is going to come off, come across on us as, well, damn, how is that going to work? It's a coaching, it, you know, that's a coaching type of thing. That's a scheme type of thing. They could just be talking hoops or maybe that is how Kyrie feel. But either way, that shit's going to get checked at the door when you are now the championship or bus team. You would that's hope not so. to be a thing. You would it hope can't so. be. If that's a thing, Kyrie's out of there before the trade deadline. I mean, who makes if that? If you have that much concern about who makes who makes that move though? Like all the move. Who wants Kyrie? Kyrie. Right now, his stock is down. Let's just be honest. It doesn't matter what me and you feel about him as a player. Bro. It doesn't matter what me and you feel. Like he is as a player. It doesn't matter what those owners see and what those owners feel. They don't want that, bro. They don't want to deal with that headache. They don't there's want not, that. There's not a team in the NBA that would not take Kyrie Irving with his baggage. Don't believe it. Too good of a player. Too, <laughs> too much of a one-of-one guy. And at the end of the day, him being on a hiatus for family reasons is his fucking prerogative. No, he can do sure. whatever no, the sure. fuck he wants. You cannot, I said it earlier, you cannot get mad at players for doing pro player shit in a pro player, pro player league when you are pushing the pro player concept. 
if that man needs time off, he needs time off. It's fine, okay? I agree. He said the world's flat. Ever since he said the world's flat, people have been fucking killing him forever. <laughs> no matter how much of a basketball savant he is, cool. The only problem with Kyrie is that he didn't communicate what's going on. That's fine. Which when I he think comes that's back, my only, that's my only that's great. Fine. That's okay. If the worst thing is you communicating with me during a time where you don't want to be here, during a month where you lost the one guy who you really, really value the opinion of in the basketball world and Kobe Bryant in this month, that could be a thing. He didn't play games when Kobe passed last year. A lot of them. Um, I thought Kobe passed in February. I mean, no. No, 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 no. I thought it was February. Wasn't it February? No. What was the date then, sir? Mr. Kobe fan? Do you want me? I don't I don't want to revisit moments like that. I mean, I feel you on that, but at the same time, I was pretty sure that it was in February. I was at work. It was my first day. Pretty sure. Because I don't think it was in January. I'm just I really don't like when you uh challenge me like this i mean i i mean it was the fucking 26th was it in january it was the first month of the year because we was like yo okay that's our year besides the point kobe bryant passed in january that's fair kyrie for all we know he's taking us he's taking a hiatus like that you know i didn't even to be honest though i knew obviously i knew that time was was coming around um but that's actually a great point um because we all know no, how, that's the worst thing. Like we know how how spiritual and how in tune Kyrie is with his emotions. Like that's a legitimate thing that he could easily be going through, and that's why he's also with his family. Like he wasn't out at a strip club; he was with his family at his sister's birthday party. Yeah, and listen, man if if that's the worst thing that you have to worry about with a player is him going through something with his family and the way he's handling it may be unprofessional, but if that's the worst thing, people are going to take that. Who's going to take that baggage? Cause at the end of the day, we are trying to win as an organization. If that guy helps us win, we can try to, we can put procedures in place to get him help if he needs, if he needs it. Yeah, that's what the Nets are doing, right? I mean, Hey, Kevin Durant, like you said, is going to be the massage therapist for these things when they have to, when they when they pop up, I mean, but this is why you make that deal. Like when we, when you talk about Katie and Kyrie linking up, like teams know how close Katie and Kyrie are. Just I mean, that like when you're in the NBA world, you just know those types of relationships are cultivated. But um, at the same time, like they also know that you know, Kyrie. I mean, Katie's gonna look after Kyrie and make sure you know he's there when it matters the most. Like. This isn't the first time a player's also done this. Like we watched the, the Jordan documentary with Dennis Rodman and how Dennis Rodman did it in the finals, bro. He just did it. I'm going. <laughs> I'm going. Huh? We in the finals run, bro. There ain't nothing new, man. You mean, I mean players they, have, how players feel how players feel. At they're, the end of that. they're they're people too. That's all. They're people too. And not for nothing, the Harden addition to the Nets pretty much, to me, solidifies KD as not leaving once his contract is up. I think it has to go well. I like, like, I right now, yeah, he's not going to go anywhere. He's probably thinking, "Yep, I'm probably going to resign here. It's going to be cool." 
But if things go south, if things don't go how they expect, if 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 Steve Nash is not who they thought he was going to be, if um, if there is turmoil on the team, I, there's no guarantee with Katie. Katie does as he pleases, just like Kyrie. They're the same type of guy. They feel as though, um, you know, Jay Williams talked about this on, on the Chenangoli show yesterday. He's like, these guys feel like the world is against them. Like everybody's against them. And so if they feel as though they don't like the situation and they want to do something else, they're going to do it regardless of what anybody thinks and what, regardless of what anybody says. So at the end of the day, they're going to do what they do. And there's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> that's my whole thing. Like people, the Nets are now the most hated team in the NBA. I don't get that. They have to be. I don't get why they're the most hated though. I, and and somebody was in my DMs this morning, like, man, I hate this. I hate all these guys teaming up, and it's an unfair and it's an unfair advantage. Unfair advantage. There's no competitiveness. I'm like, what are y'all talking about? Even when, like, y'all make it seem like even when there are, you know, when it's more of a level playing field that teams are still even. You still have better teams. Even when you take the Spurs, everybody looks at the Spurs as not having a superstar. You had Tony Parker, Mono Ginobili, and Tim Duncan all on one team. You can say Tim Duncan two or three times because, like, yeah, this is like a short little rant. Like, yeah, I know. The Spurs are fucking boring to watch. They weren't cool. They weren't cute. They didn't do fancy shit. That was, that could be considered today a fucking super team, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. Super teams didn't just start. So this whole concept of, oh, I don't like that these guys are teaming up together. You need to win it by yourself. No, because when players do that, they turn into Charles Barkley, John Stockton, Carl Malone, and Allen Iverson. They turn into people who you guys talk about in such a high regard until the conversation of championships come up. And then it's, oh, yeah, he was really good for the not winning a chip crowd. And now look at you, you know? Yeah, it's it's a lose-lose for the player. So why not do what the fuck you want to do? Exactly. And that's the point. Like, it's literally a lose-lose. Like, if I leave, you you hate me. If I stay and don't win a chip, you're you hate me. So fuck it. I'ma just do what I want to do. <laughs> like, think about it, bro. Like and, and like a player like Damian Lillard, for example, prime example, he could go somewhere and alter the state of the league. You know what I mean? But he 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 doesn't want to do that. And I have I respect him for that. I personally would like to see players who are in that area of yo, if he gets a chip, he could be this or that. Go get that joint, bro. Because you saying you putting your loyalty in the organization that drafts you, it can only work if you're in an organization like the Lakers, like the Mavs, like the Spurs, where they take Dirk and Kobe and Tim Duncan and and keep those guys there and build around them in a way that is going to be conducive to their production. You staying in Portland for your entire career, you're never going to smell a chip. Even when they got to the conference finals, it's like, they're not getting to the finals, though. No. You mean that one little run is going to be cool? It's going to be remembered remember for, you know, four or five years, maybe. But then when you're talked about in totality, it's, oh, yeah, he was a really good player, but he didn't do much. That's when you start Googling players like, damn, I didn't know Melo went to the Western Conference Finals back in the day. You don't even remember those things because they're forgettable moments in the long span of your career. Chase the fucking ring. It's the only thing. 
That's the only ideology you should be clinging on to. And I get Dame and I get, you know, he wants to be different and he's cut from a different cloth. And I really do understand that, bro. I respect it. But at the same time, you got to go get yours. Like, get that joint. But, but at the end of the day, though, like, that's on the player. And, I, and you know, the decision is theirs if that's how they want it. Yeah, their- can't judge them either way. Cool. But at the same time, I, I feel you on that. Like, I would love to see Dame go to a different team, like maybe the Sixers. I don't know. All right, let me guess. I, will, I want to ask you about this. Your guys, <laughs> Doc Rivers, Daryl Morey. <laughs> Daryl Morey, the key factor in your decision, I want to say. What do you think they should have done? Did they do the right thing? Did y'all fucking blow it? We didn't blow it. Everybody take a goddamn chill pill. We did what we were supposed to do. I think no. it, it might have kind of blew it, cuz. No, we didn't blow anything. Tell me why. So they were asking for way too much. Yeah, they were asking for Ben Simmons. I was ready to release Ben Simmons. I was wait, 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 wait. I was ready to release him like a thousand doves. So you're on the I'm through with Ben shit? It wasn't, but like, that's the thing. It wasn't I'm through with Ben. It was... You have a chance to get a special player in James Harden and see, yeah, for sure. And you see Tyrese Maxey being a you know bona fide solidified guard in the league. You feel as though I could, you know, I could risk getting rid of Ben Simmons. I have a I have another young piece who could grow and be a point guard that I need him to be. But by the same token when you start adding in Tyrese Maxey and Matisse Thibel into those conversations, I, I, that's when I have to back up from it because I don't, I can't give you both. Like you were trying to fleece me. You were trying to take advantage of me. You was, it's like you were trying to take it. You was trying to hit me again after we didn't broke up. Like you was just trying to get some quick sex, some quick top, and leave me on a curb. And that's just not how I roll. Like, I got too much respect for myself to be able to do that. And I, that's why I fuck with Daryl Morey. Because that last one, that one last one off. Exactly. Like, he knew he was about to get fucked over. And he wasn't with none of that. He was like, nah, I know you about to play me. I'm, I'm, I'm going to go, you know, get on Pornhub real quick. I'm cool. Like, I don't <laughs> know none of that. Like, I'm well, good. Well, let me ask you this then, before I ask my, my next question. If you were... The Sixers, say the Sixers and the Rockets swip, swap cities and like y'all had the Rockets roster. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. What would you ask for if you were trading away James Harden and you wanted the Ben Simmons type deal? Would you ask for Tyrese Maxey and all that? Yeah, I probably would. I probably so would. what the? Wow. I would, oh, wow. I would definitely ask for it. Like, I mean, okay, okay. okay. Why would you not ask for it? I mean, if somebody's going to be stupid enough to fucking give it to you, then that's on them. They boo boo the fool, not you. Okay, <laughs> that's called. Right. I just, I just wanted to. I that's just wanted- what we call in the hood. Come up. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to make sure that you know the the asking price would be the same on both sides. I, I'm kind of indifferent on, on your decision because. I understand why you don't do the deal because of, like you said, they asked for a lot. And it kind of feels like a lot of people, maybe even people in the organization was like, man, I'm cool, cool with getting rid of Ben, but I'm not getting I think we have something with him. Maybe that's what it was. 
But I also feel like, man, look, there, there aren't many times when a top five player wants out of a city mid-contract. One. Two, it's not many times where a top five player wants out <laughs> middle of a contract and says, yo, I want to go to that team. And, te- and, and your team, your team is on the list when a top five player shortlist and the other team on his shortlist is in your conference damn near down a row from you. And you know, well, shit, we good enough to at least get to the conference finals. Do we want to go see the guy that we didn't go to get because we was looking at the light-skinned Draymond like, man, we got to keep this guy? Because I feel like, look, man, if I want to go to the finals, my best get my best chance to get to the finals with James Hart. It's not with it's it's not with Ben Simmons and, and Tyrese Maxey. I understand it. It's going to be fun to watch how this plays out. It's like this is the case of the tortoise and the hare, right? Like I don't. There's no. I I believe the Sixers weren't ready to to forge their future in order to get James Harden because one, LeBron James is still in the NBA and still being Late a player, six. very effective player. Shut the hell up. And he's also coupled with AD. So, I mean, there's still that tandem over there in the West. The Sixers know that, one, LeBron only has a certain amount of years left, and KD is already in New York. That's already going to be an issue. You're already going to have to deal with that. So it's already going to be a tough plight for you to be able to get over that hump. So why don't you play the long game, develop your younger talent? You have the younger players who are playing at an elite level. Joel Embiid, 28, 20, uh, 20, uh, what is he, 28 now? He's playing at an MVP level currently. Ben Simmons still in his 20s. Yeah, you got old-ass Danny Green. whoop de doo You can get another shooter. Who knows? You may be able to get Bradley Beal, Dev Book. Chill, chill, chill. There's other younger pieces who you can add to this team later on down the line that can help you and aid you in a championship run. You don't, you're not in a win now mode. I mean, you are in a win now mode, but it isn't, it isn't dire need. You, you don't have Katie and Kyrie on your team and a bunch of young pieces. And you've been trying to win a chip for years. Like you, 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 you are solidified in what you have. You know, you drafted well, you know, the talent and the potential talent that you have on your roster and you're in no rush because you know that your championship run is inevitable. The Brooklyn Nets, it's we didn't know. That was a newly put together team. Nobody knows what's going to work with that. Those were free agents that were brought in. You don't know who's going to stick or stay. I, I don't know about that. I feel like the, the question with the Nets was, is KD healthy? I, but obviously that too, but you also have two guys who have moved around in their career. They haven't been guys who be like, nah, you know what? I'm ready to stick here on this team. And I feel like, you know, I can retire here though. Like that, that just hasn't been the nature of their careers. And when you look at those types of players, this is as management, when you look at these types of players, you have to make decisions. Okay. So I had, we, we have these guys under contract for this amount of years. Nothing past this is technically guaranteed. We need to win now. And that's what I think the Nets were thinking about while making this Harden decision. Now, were they getting swindled on the back end a little bit by the by the Rockets? Yes, because they were acting like they were going to take a deal from the Sixers, which we knew they weren't because Daryl Morey's there. But 
the Nets still felt as though, yo, we have to win a championship within the next few years. This like this is our window. That's the difference, though. The difference with that statement, which is actually true. I agree with that. (laughs) I agree with that 100 percent. But the only difference why it's win now for the Nets is because before the ball even went up for game one of the NBA, they acquired Kevin Durant. So automatically, you know that team, they're going to do something to put themselves in win-now mode assuredly. They're in win-now mode as soon as Kevin Durant gets there because of who he is, his talent level, and his situation. Him coming off Achilles, if if he's even an inkling of what we think he was, which he is. They're a championship contender. He comes out eight games in. He's averaging 29. Oh, shit. He's back. Oh, shit. Steve Nash is looking at Mike D'Antoni and I'm like, oh, shit. Kevin Durant is really Kevin Durant. We need to go do whatever the fuck we need to do to make sure this team, this year, we get at least close to the finals, if not to the finals. Because, look. The winner ain't that big for Kevin Durant. (laughs) It's long for the Sixers because of the structure and the team that y'all had. But now that that team has James Harden on it, it's going to be a bloodbath. So now I got to ask you this question. Because he's over there. That's a three, man. (laughs) That's a nasty three. It is. But the constant in that big three and the other big three I'm about to ask you about is Kevin Durant. Which big three is better? Splash Bros with KD, big three? Or Nets, <laughs> The Beard, Byrie, and KD? Which one? Like, which one? <laughs> All right, so I think it's hard to make a decision on what is better without seeing them without seeing them but i'm not gonna evade the question which one would you which which one would you rather i think you rather have me personally what i believe let me frame it let me frame it better is it the which one is more talented see now that's a different answer that's oh really that's a different answer if you're asking about who's the where the more where the most talent is i would obviously say brooklyn there's just too much of it okay. they just an abundance of talent i feel like a butt's coming but when you're talking about best duo best trio i would think that the obvious answer would be the warriors because of how everybody's game is so complementary to one another you have just a whole bunch of snipers, shooters everywhere, and you got to guard the three-point line. And then if you try to run them off the three-point line, you got to make sure that you're still recovering backdoor and, and on the weak side. And that's just a lot to handle. Like when you have three lethal shooters on the floor, that's it, – it's bad. That's that's like being stuck in a building in, in COD and you got three snipers at every angle. You're done bun. Like, you're not getting out that, John. So it's just like – I ain't got no plates. <laughs> <laughs> that's the type feel you would be because, look, man, so I was thinking about it, which is why I asked you, and it's like 
I look at the trio in Brooklyn and then I compare it to the trio in Golden State because of KD. And I just feel like the talent, like you said, for Brooklyn is better. And I think, I'm not going to say it's a better trio than Golden State's, but I think that that's only because the beer's your guy. It's cool, though. No, no, no. This is, and this is what I'm getting to. I think that Brooklyn's trio might be able to function better because as great as the Warriors trio was, they didn't really have a ball-dominant guy. Like, a lot of their offense was engaged by Draymond and by, you know, triple hand. I mean, Grant Curry, obviously, and KD were running a lot of one fours and one threes, whatever position you want to call it. But I'm interested to see how the facilitating aspect of James Harden will look with two guys like that on his wings. That's fair to say. I've never seen that. You've never seen that. Right. I think the Warriors trio is obviously the better one for basketball, but just from a skill standpoint, this Nets trio could be one of those like, yo, best scoring trio ever. Can't nobody guard them. And obviously not because those three guys individually are unfuckwittable when it comes to just <laughs> can you guard me or can you not? No, me, I'm Mr. Unfuckwittable. That's my cousin, Mr. <laughs> can't fuck with me. And my other cousin, do not fuck with him. You can't rock with them dudes. You mean so? I want to see how it looks because I'm telling you, man. I don't know who's going to have to sacrifice. I I feel like it's probably going to end up being KD, in the sense that he won't have to be ball dominant. He can sit in the corner, catch, shoot, and get thirty. Cool. Two catch and shoots from KD. The next four dribbles he's taking, they all going in. That's facts. Not shots, dribbles. They all going in. That's how it's going to look. And it's just going to be different. So I want to see how it's look. I want to see how it's going to look, man. I'm, but, I'm, I don't know. Do you think, what do you think, how do you think that is, like, what is the makeup going to be? Like, who's going to handle the ball? Who? I mean, I guess Katie's going to be a catch and shoot guy now, but then it's like, damn, like, now we're handcuffing. Like, to be nah, honest. That's, see, that's the thing. thing. That's no, the thing. I, I don't think it's going to be that type of shit because, listen, Mike D'Antoni's System allows for everyone to get not even distribution, but the philosophy is something that the, that basketball players, regardless of what they can do and can't do, they buy into it because it's an enjoyable form of ball. And when you put that in the hands of wizards, you're going to get fucking magic with that. So I want to see how it's going to happen. And I think the philosophy, I think the addition of Mike D'Antoni is the sole reason why this can work. Because we hear it every time we get a, we see a big three. Ah, it's not enough basketball. Someone has to give up something, blah, 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 blah. It's going to work itself out. They yeah. got about 60-some games to do so. That's fair. That's a fair assessment. And I want to see what's going to happen. Because I'm t- <laughs> my guy, Beard, is going to be wreaking havoc in the East, man. Yeah, and it's funny because you know, my homie, my homie put this in the chat today, and he was like, "Damn, man, LeBron go west, get a chip now. Everybody runs to the runs to the east. (sighs) You rock with that? I don't. 
I'm not giving that any attention. I don't think that's a real thing. Nobody's running from LeBron James. Uh, cause nobody was, I mean, there weren't, there weren't abundance of people moving to the West when he was in the East. I, I, I it wasn't the crazy thing. You, you shouldn't be talking so logical out here. I mean, are you going to get lit up on the twit? I'm just saying like, that's that just, makes what, sense. that's a fact though. That's like, I just that's wasn't a thing. So I just, I don't, I don't, I don't believe in it. Fake news. <laughs> fake news. Damn. Speaking of fake news. I think it's time for our, our yay segment, man. We got something to get off our chest, and it's weird how we both were on the same page today for the yay, and it's yeah, like, man. And like talk about it, but like usually we, we usually we don't talk about it. Usually it's kind of like a all right, spontaneous thing. Get it off. Get, get your shit off. But, <laughs> I mean, you can set the floor for it because I I I just want to get my two cents off before you can. So um, you want to set your oh. floor for the yay. We all know about the insurrection that happened a few weeks ago. The domestic terrorist organization. <laughs> um, so we obviously know about the vote that happened uh, yesterday to impeach President Trump for the second time, two times. Two now, times, two, two times. times. What did he say? Two, two minutes. <laughs> but one of the people that they found who was a part of the insurrection was a familiar face to some. You know, people who, you know, the Olympics were supposed to be this year, postponed last, sorry, the Olympics were supposed to be last year, but now they're going to be this year. And one of the members who was involved in the insurrection was Cleet Keller, who won five Olympic swimming medals. Say it, say it slower. He won five. Mm-hmm. Uno, dos, tres, cuatro, cinco. Mm-hmm. Five Olympic mm-hmm. medals. Mm. Olympic medals, uh, not FIBAs, like like nah, 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 like Olympic swimming medals, like pictures with Michael Phelps and all that shit. Yeah, the Michael Phelps. Oh yeah, yeah, like the Michael Phelps bull swimmer with the wingspan and the weed and all that shit. Yeah, all that. Yep. Yeah. Okay, from the area in which. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Caught up. I'm caught up. So he was charged Wednesday for his alleged participation in the Capitol riot. Um, there was a litany of charges, one obviously trespassing um, and um, being a part of inciting a riot. I just think this is a crazy thing because, one, the only reason why he was recognized and pointed out was because he was wearing his Olympic sweater. And also, shout out to his teammates because they... Uh, confirmed that that was him like they identified him and said that yes that is my teammate yeah we were in the pool together yeah we were technically wet together pause but yeah like the thing is the whole thing with me in this situation is just like this just proves how much of an issue that this all is and everything that's going on and and you want to talk about the insurrection and who's right who's wrong it was all wrong at the end of the day, how everything's been handled, how the whole government's been handling everything has been an issue. Like the fact that something like this, an insurrection on our Capitol had to happen for 10 Republican uh, House members to flip their vote and vote yes to impeach him. And only 10 of them is insane. Like that's insane that that had to happen and only 10 flipped. There was still a bevy of 
House Republicans that still voted to not impeach him. And it's just like, I don't get the logic behind that decision. It doesn't make any sense because you claim that it was a wrong, uh, it was a wrong act. Um, and Trump clearly had something to do with uh, what occurred that day, but you're not holding him accountable. You're staying so strong to your party ties that you're you're not allowing our nation to grow. And and it's it's just so frustrating because we we harp and talk about bipartisanship and how important it is and how we need to stray away from our party sometimes and really look in the mirror and realize what we need to do to be on the right side of history. And time and time again, we lose sight of that and we just don't do the right thing. That's just, it's, it's just very disheartening to hear. And I'm tired of going back and forth on this shit. Like I really am. Like I'm tired of seeing all this shit. I'm tired of everybody having a fucking opinion about, well, I mean, the Democrats did this and the, and the Republicans did this. I really don't give a fuck because they're both not for us, not for black people, not for minorities. And until we figure that out and until they take responsibility for that, we're not gonna get anywhere. It's funny that you was like, you know, <clears throat> some of them flip the whole like, oh, I want to protest the election. I want I don't want to protest. Don't get it fucked up. They didn't flip because they had a random change of heart Thanks. off of another senator's position. They had a change of heart because thousands of terrorists who look like them, sound like them, and act like them, came to fucking hurt those people. They came there for a reason. So now all of a sudden you want to switch up, oh, you know what? I don't think I should even contest this anymore because I now see with my own two eyes what's going on. And then I want to know, like, like just imagine that you being in the Senate, you're handling this situation, <laughs> and then you see all this go on. You, you, we all reconvene. People start start, uh, you know, changing their tune. And the time between when people come back and when y'all left, all you see is shit that don't make sense. You see people who ain't got no business from Florida's and, and Georgia's and Montana's and, and New Hampshire's and all types of wild shit. You see these people walking around the Capitol as if they, they, they own the place. Like they know where it's at, where the mall's at. <laughs> they walk around like it's a mall. They know where, the, they know where the, the, the offices of Pelosi are. They know where Mitch McConnell's room is at. Are you kidding me? They, are they, had, a, they, they, had, a, they had a scavenger hunt in that joint, bro. With a map. You know what the map is from, right? <laughs> that's that's the off-duty cops that was down there that, that are being reported. You know, and, and I want to give a shout out. I don't even want to say his name because for some reason, the media doesn't like to say names. We all know who this person is. We saw this black, this one black police officer might have single-handedly saved the country. Back against the wall, there's a whole bunch of shit going on. And he had the coolness about him to say, you know what? I'm going to lead these crazed people because they all are so, you know, <laughs> tunnel vision focused on getting somewhere. They're going to follow me to wherever they think I'm protected. He went the wrong way <laughs> when doors were not closed <laughs> for, for some reason. 
He went the wrong way from where everyone was housed at, where, where the important things in the government were being discussed and had to get moved. If he doesn't take the wrong turn on purpose, who the fuck knows what's going on right now? And I guarantee you, he is one of the 250 some odd black Capitol police who have been telling the Capitol police dictators, which I guess they are now, <laughs> we have racist people working with us. You know, the reports are coming out. Hundreds of black officers suing suing the, the very people that they work for because of the people they work with. And those are the people who are helping and aiding in the insurrection. And they expect us as black people to trust the government when the government is in the bed with a, with a white supremacist who incited a coup on the United States of America. But we have to believe that though. We gotta, we gotta trust in them, you know, vaccine us. Don't vaccinate me, stimulate me. Where's the money? There's a lot going on out this joint, man. And, and to, to, to get it back to why we're even talking about this, if they don't strip that man from his medals, I need all of them going. Every last one. My man Usain Bolt lost his medals because his teammate fucked up. That's facts. I well, mean, okay, but, 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 but the difference between that, I mean, he'll probably lose because he was on the four by two relay. Um, and I think it was Beijing, the 2008 Olympics. He will most likely get, everybody will get stripped of that medal. I don't know about, like, that's the reason why Usain got stripped of, um, his one gold medal was because it was a relay. It's a, it was a medal that he won with a relay. And so it's that's why he was also penalized because of that. So, I mean, that's that was the particulars behind that. But that's I agree. Okay. That but man, that, all his accomplishments for the very country that he loves and was out there, quote unquote, representing, we need them Jones back, brother. The Olympic Committee has shit somewhere else. The Olympic Committee has said that they're looking into it and they're waiting for the judicial process okay. to 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 be handled first and then they're gonna you know take action on their on their end so i'm about to say do we need to help them out like we've been helping the fbi <laughs> <laughs> literally send y'all the tweets i mean the fbi also reported that the insurrection was aided by government officials yeah we're where the government don't you mean <laughs> so there's also that in the air as well but i guess is that to be determined it is to be determined. You know, this all started because we had a black president in the first place. But, you know. Chill, 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 chill. <sighs> Baby, take it easy. <laughs> take it, take it, take it easy. <laughs> take it easy. But, yeah, man, I'm glad we got that off our chest because, you know, we don't really have space to talk about this. Woosa, woosa. Cat, you know, cat, remember your pressure points. I think... Um, I, I, I want to hope and pray that James Harden gets to play on Sunday because I would like to see that. Highly doubt it. Got to go through COVID protocols, all that shit. Yeah, but, you know, they might they might kind of push that thing up yeah, a little yeah, bit. Yeah, and the is having a battle right now, and the Rona's winning. It is a battle. I mean, the, the season's up in the air, so that, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens with that. That'll be to be determined. Definitely to be determined. That and uh, James Harden's weight come Sunday. We're going to see it up. So. Lay off the honey buns. Ha-ha, <laughs> yeah. Oh, honey bun me, ha ha. Are you not entertained? Honey. Are you not entertained? <laughs>
Is this not why you are here? Fuck this. One more.